You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. You are now locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. It is Wednesday, September 8th, 2021, and it is time for our weekly visit from our resident voice of reason here on your daily home for news, notes, and analysis infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. And Pats fans, don't forget, the NFL season is about to begin, and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th, Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview is taking you through every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker and Jason Lockenfora. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Greetings, salutations, and happy hump day, Patriots Nation. Thank you once again for joining me here on this midweek episode of the pod. My name is Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriot Maven of Sports Illustrated. I'm also your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, which, of course, is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, because it's your team every day, that means your questions, comments, and feedback are always welcomed and very much appreciated. So share that feedback. Send it to the internet by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're out there doing some Wednesday wandering through that Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at LO underscore Patriots. Pats fans, each day that passes is one day closer to the start of the 2021 NFL season for your New England Patriots. Of course, the season technically kicks off tomorrow night on Thursday. Dallas Cowboys versus Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But we're all about the Pats here on Locked On Patriots. And Sunday is the day to open the season against the Miami Dolphins. AFC East Showdown at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, 425 p.m. kickoff. And there are a lot of storylines in this one. Of course, headlined by the debut of rookie quarterback Mac Jones as the main man under center for your New England Patriots this season. But all of us up here in New England knows that it goes way beyond Mac. It's also about a stout offensive line that has the chance to be one of the best in the NFL. A significantly revamped and upgraded defense that features a very formidable front seven. It's about two tight end sets and 12-man personnel. Hi, Claire. That is really going to give New England fans a lot to smile about on offense. But maybe most of all, it's about one of the deepest running back cores in the NFL. And that running back core may have just hit a little bit of a snag. But hopefully, folks, it's much ado about nothing. I'm talking about Wednesday morning's report by Jeff Howe of The Athletic, stating that rookie Ramondre Stevenson, one of the more exciting running backs in the league throughout the preseason. Not just here in Foxborough, folks. I said throughout the league. Ramondre was that good this preseason. Might be a little banged up heading into this one against Miami on Sunday. Reportedly, last week during practice, Stevenson suffered a dislocated thumb. Now, he was able to take the practice fields on Monday, was also back out there on Wednesday, but his status is certainly one on which you'll want to keep a sharp eye. If Stevenson is unable to go, what will that mean for the Patriots' game planning, especially at running back? Well, this is a complicated question, and it requires a level-headed and reasonable response. Luckily for us here on Locked On Patriots, 
Our resident voice of reason is here today in the hot seat to answer all of these questions and lend his level-headed wisdom and counsel the way only he can. My Patriots Paisan, Steve Balistrieri of PatsFans.com, joins me today, and Steve and I will talk a little bit about the injury to Ramondre Stevenson. We'll also discuss the Patriots' strategy on offense and on defense and what Steve will be watching for when these two teams take the field. Last but certainly not least, we'll give Steve an opportunity to share some of his memories when it comes to now late Patriots running back Sam Bam Cunningham, who unfortunately passed away yesterday at the age of 71. And one more piece of news to share with you before I welcome my good friend Steve Balistrieri here to the hot seat. On Wednesday afternoon, the Patriots also named their five team captains for the upcoming season. And we all know the Patriots players voted on these team captains. And there really isn't a surprise in this group, folks. Center David Andrews, linebacker Dante Hightower, safety Devin McCourty, special teamer Matthew Slater, and running back James White are the five captains for your 2021 New England Patriots. White and Andrews each their fourth and fifth seasons as captains, respectively. McCourty and Slater have now each been elected 11 times. Remarkable feat for both of those guys, so well-deserved. And, of course, Dante Hightower once again regaining his status as a team captain. This is his fourth time receiving the honor. Hightower opted out of the 2020 season amidst concerns over the coronavirus pandemic. He's back in action, and the Patriots have their five team captains for the upcoming season. Now, if you're listening closely, you may notice that the Patriots did not elect a quarterback on their team captains list. Well, Cam Newton is no longer a member of the Patriots. And for those of you that are wondering why Mac Jones was not elected or trying to read some errant tea leaves here, no conspiracy theories here in the least. Typically, the group of team captains has included the starting quarterback, but the Patriots have never elected a rookie captain under head coach Bill Belichick. They continue that tradition this year, Closest the team ever came was Devin McCourty and Gerard Mayo. Each of those guys were named a captain in their second season. So, Pats fans, the captains are set. The starting quarterback competition has been settled. The Pats have even given their best attempt at filling out the preliminary depth chart. The time for the talk is just about over, and it's almost time for action on the field. In just a moment, our resident voice of reason here on Locked On Patriots, Steve Balistrieri of PatsFans.com, joins me on the hot seat to talk Sam Bam Cunningham, Ramondre Stevenson, and Patriots Dolphin strategy when this midweek episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners, it is that time of year again. All eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including Online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest 200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys, and if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Locked On listeners, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all of the great offers available for the 2021 season. Don't forget that when you sign up for the first time, use the promo code LOCKEDON. 
Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Patriots fans, as we continue to get closer to Sunday's opening matchup with the Miami Dolphins, there is still a lot to cover between now and Sunday's kickoff and a lot of questions out there. Luckily for us, today we get a visit from our resident voice of reason to lend his wisdom and counsel here on Locked On Patriots the way only he can. One of the best and most knowledgeable columnists that you can find anywhere in Patriots media. You know his great work from PatsFans.com, as well as being the co-host of two amazing podcasts, Patriots 4th and 2, and of course, One Patriots Place, which if you listen to this week's episode, folks, you might just hear a familiar voice. (laughs) He is my Patriots Paisan, and despite what he will tell you, he is worthy of all the praise he gets and then some. Steve Balistrieri joins me today. Welcome back to Locked On Patriots, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me. It's like we never get to talk anymore. I know. We never get a chance to talk football any longer. It really is. It is a travesty of epic proportions. No, folks, I'm kidding. Steve and I talk ball regularly, and I'm a better football fan and a more knowledgeable football, uh, you know, I'm a more knowledgeable columnist and, you know, media personality as a result of it. Um, this guy is, is one of the best in the business, and I truly mean that when I say that always my honor to share the microphone with him because you always share a wealth of knowledge and we're going to dip into that wealth of knowledge and that reasonable voice you lend here on locked on patriots bud but before we get too far into prepping for miami and maybe some of the intangibles that are going to occur as a result uh steve i know you were as saddened as i was yesterday to hear of the untimely passing of sam van cunningham one of the legendary new england patriots up here in this area taken from us way too soon at the age of 71. And Sam had a remarkable career up here in New England, the all-time leading rusher, a member of the New England Patriots all-time team. He's a Patriots Hall of Famer and just really one of the great guys in the business. And you see so many of the tributes that are pouring in for him, saying that as equally prolific as he was on the football field, He was as great of a man off the football field. And we saw something similar last week with the really untimely passing passing of David Patton at the age of 47. Bill Belichick remarked to the media this morning about having to deal with the loss of two great Patriots within a one-week span. A very difficult week in New England uh, for former Pats. As you reflect on Sam Cunningham, Steve, what were your lasting memories of him, and where is his place in the pantheon of all-time great New England Patriots? Well, you know, growing up a bit earlier than you, you know, when I when I was a kid, I think every kid in New England who played football at any level, they all wanted to be Sam Bam. I mean, everyone wanted to dive over the pile at the goal line like Sam Cunningham used to do, and he was just one of those, you know, players that you couldn't help but root for. And, you know, growing up, that I mean, the teams with him and Steve Grogan, Andy Johnson, Russ Francis, I mean, those guys were, they were quintessential Patriots for that time frame. They had some really solid teams. Unlike what some people will tell you, some of those teams were really good in that era back there with Sam Cunningham. And, you know, one of the legacies of Sam Cunningham, a lot of people don't remember, Sam Cunningham was responsible for the University of Alabama to become integrated. And if you go back to, I think it was 1969, um, 
Alabama was playing USC in a bowl game, and at that time, Alabama was still completely white. And Sam Cunningham had such a great game against uh, the Tide that Bear Bryant said it was well past the time for this uh, football team to be integrated. So that, that's another feather in his cap. Yeah, without question about it. I'm so glad that you brought that up. I mentioned that yesterday uh, to open the pod um, about uh, Sam's passing and the legacy that he left behind at USC as well as here in New England and the indelible mark that he left on integration, especially with the Southern schools. Um, it really is. It's just a remarkable, uh, you know, remarkable legacy uh, for him to uh, to leave behind and something that uh, is felt to this day, and, and we still see it. Um, Jerry Claiborne, who was a former Alabama assistant coach under Bear Bryant, once said, Sam Cunningham did more to integrate Alabama in 60 minutes than Martin Luther King did in 20 years. That's a very indelible comment and a very uh, you know, praiseworthy comment for Sam Cunningham and the job that he did uh, in being able to play a role in the integration of collegiate uh, football and also the mark that he leaves behind here in the New England Patriots. So. Again, someone taken from us way too soon. Um, you know, Cunningham will always be remembered as a tremendous New England Patriot. And uh, we join all of Patriots Nation and especially his family. He was also the older brother of uh, former NFL quarterback Randall Cunningham. Uh, we uh, send our condolences, our deepest condolences on behalf of Locked On Patriots. And we'll continue to remember him. He'll always be a part of Patriots folklore. And anyone that walks through the doors of the Patriots Hall of Fame in Foxborough I definitely encourage you to linger a little bit when you see artifacts and you see, uh, you know, remnants of uh, uh, the career that Sam Cunningham left behind. Not just a great man, but such an amazing player on the field. And like you said, you couldn't help but root for a guy like that. And uh, he'll always hold a special place in the hearts of all of us here in Patriots Nation. Steve, we go from a fallen running back and one of the great running backs in history uh, to a segue into life moving on and the new england patriots do have an opponent coming up and a very formidable opponent coming up on sunday to open the regular season the pats open the season against the miami dolphins this sunday and that task is already a daunting one to begin with but it might actually be a little bit tougher based on news that we got this morning jeff Howe of the athletic the first to report that rookie running back ramondre stevenson apparently dislocated his thumb during practice earlier in the week uh, or I should say last week, he was able to practice on Monday. Uh, there's optimism that he should be able to go, but it's not quite a given that he'll be able to go. Steve, if for any reason Stevenson is shelled for this coming Sunday, does that change your opinion of what the Patriots are going to do offensively against the Dolphins? Well, I mean, I think it'll have uh, an effect if he's not there. I mean, he, he's your he's your big bruiser type of back. I think they'll use him in some short yardage stuff. Um, you know, it, it, it's weird that when I saw the news this morning on that with his dislocated thumb, obviously it's not as serious as injury as Damian Harris. I mean, just before the season started, he broke a finger and he missed a couple of games. And it seems like, you know, the running backs are – getting jinxed again just before the season starts, but hopefully he'll be able to go. Uh, but I do think if he's not there, uh, I, you know, he's obviously the ascendancy he's had during the preseason and training camp was one of the reasons why they traded away Sony Michelle. So 
um, I think it would hurt if he's not there. Yeah, absolutely. And it will hurt if he's not there. I wrote about this a little bit earlier today for Sports Illustrated of uh, Patriots Maven. And the Patriots are still very well positioned to run the ball effectively, even if Stevenson is absent on Sunday, like you said, because from top to bottom, this is a positional grouping that's really, I think, among the deepest on the team. Harris is going to remain your feature back. There's no question about it. you got J.J. Taylor in the mix that's going to be that change of pace type back. Brandon Bolden, special teams ace, no question about it. Our man Murph loves him some Brandon Bolden. Uh, I think he could be a viable option on third down, maybe to help lessen the workload of James White. But I think the Patriots are still going to continue to try to test that Miami run defense. This is a group that was ranked 16th in the league last year, not terrible, but not great, middle of the pack. So at this point, if I'm the Patriots, I want to try to test that defensive front. Emmanuel Ogba, Christian Wilkins, Raekwon Davis, you want to try to run the ball at them, see if they can bend a little bit, because if the Patriots are able to get into the second level of that defense, it's going to open things up for Mac Jones and the offense an awful lot, and it's going to open things up for the run game. Where Stevenson can be a difference maker is he has the ability to give the Patriots a little bit of a different option on third down, not necessarily zero in on the tight ends or on James White to make those conversions. And also, you know, Stevenson has the ability to kind of get into that uh, that mode of being able to run the ball a little bit effectively in those situations. And he can even be a receiver out of the backfield. He was very capable of doing that in Oklahoma with the Sooners last year. So Miami's defense, first in the league last year in denying third down conversions. Patriots are going to want to test that and see if they're going to be able to beat Miami at their own game. Uh, Stevenson definitely gives them a better option to do it. But even if he's out, folks, still not a reason to fold up the tents. The Patriots have a lot of depth at running back, and I think they'll be okay. And it sounds like we're in agreement on that, bud, and I think that's a good thing. Anytime I agree with the great mind of Steve Balistrieri, I know I'm in good company. So <laughs> I feel confident, bud. You're making me feel confident. Folks, we're yeah, just well, scratching. You know, I, I like this kid. Yeah. I, I, I do. I, I really like him. And, you know, he brings that element. And uh, I know we've, we've talked about this, but, you know, some of those third and shorts where they, they load up the box, if he gets through that first level – he has the size and physicality and so the footwork to make people regret that because he can break one off. Yeah, he absolutely can. And we've seen him do it. We saw him break off a 91-yard run. I know the detractors are going to say, oh, was look at the timing, look at who it was against. But it's still impressive for a rookie to show that type of poise, even in a preseason stage, be able to do something like that. It shows you his mentality, his mindset, and his skill set. And I think Ramondre Stevenson has a bright future. So hopefully it will be much ado about nothing. I would really love to see him out there on the field, but you also want the Patriots to be smart as well. You don't want them to go out there and make it any worse. So there is a double-edged sword. We'll see how the Pats continue to play that and what Bill Belichick has in store for the Dolphins this coming Sunday. And speaking of which, folks, we're not done yet with Steve Balistrieri because we're only scratching the surface here on Locked On Patriots. Coming up, we are going to talk offensive strategy and defensive strategy and Steve will open up his Belichickian crystal ball and let us know exactly what to watch for on offense and on defense from the bats this Sunday when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners Built Bar the most delicious healthy protein bar you've ever tried has so many delicious flavors there's something for everyone 
And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, and I have, folks, believe me when I tell you, there are a lot of you out there, they are passionate about their favorites. If you don't know about the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. But the best part of Built Bar is not even just the delicious flavors they provide. It's the fact that in addition to them being delicious, they're also one of the most healthy treats available today. Each Built Bar has between 17 and 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories per bar, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, and all healthy. Flavors like coconut, cherry barcia, love that name, mint brownie, double chocolate, cookies and cream, and so much more. When you want a treat that's not only pleasing to your palate, but also great for your health, don't delay, do it today. Make Built Bar your go-to protein bar right now. Visit Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Locked on listeners, football season is back. Let's make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at runyourpool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. Run Your Pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with friends, family, or office mates. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margin, Confidence Pools, 33, and more. Run Your Pool hosts formats for NFL and college football with one-week games, full season, playoffs, or the Super Bowl. Unlike other fantasy sports platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings to make it your own. You can even brand your pool for your local business, bar, or restaurant. Reconnect with friends and join nearly 2 million football fans to make every game action-packed this season. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use our promo code locked on at checkout. Anywhere, everywhere in the world, Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete. The NFL season starts September 9th, so start today at runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. RunYourPool.com slash locked on. Game on. Patriots fan Steve Balistrieri joins me here today, our resident voice of reason, lending a thicket of reason that we need here on Locked On Patriots as we progress toward the first game of the 2021 regular season, the Pats and Dolphins hooking it up at 425 p.m. this Sunday, Gillette Stadium, Foxborough, Massachusetts. And Steve, in the previous segment, we talked a little bit about Ramondre Stevenson's injury and what that might mean for the Pats moving forward and what it might mean for their strategy offensively. I'm going to stay on the offensive side of the ball for just a moment because we'll rack things up with a little defensive talk. But when you look at what the Patriots are looking to do offensively, obviously we're both in agreement. They're going to look to run the ball early, often, and effectively. If they can do that, I like their chances in this game because I think it will open up so much for the Patriots to be able to do offensively and make it that much easier on the defense. But Mac Jones has a lot of light on him in this game. He's got a lot of optimism surrounding him from the fan base, um, a lot of optimism surrounding him from, from uh, you know, members of the media. We've talked him up a great game, and I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. He deserves every bit of it. Mac has been very impressive, and I love what I see from the kid but he's still a rookie and to put those types of expectations on him to come out and be a flawless leader of this team 
is probably an unrealistic expectation. And we talked a little bit about this during my appearance this week on One Patriots Place. There are going to be moments where he is going to realize he is the quarterback of the New England Patriots in the regular season in 2021 to open it. So that being said, what is it going to take for the Patriots offensively to give Mac Jones the type of comfort and the type of time he needs to lead this offense? What should we be watching for on offense from the Patriots this coming Sunday against Miami? Well, I think initially they'll probably try to rely on that big offensive line. I mean, uh, I know Miami's defense has, has improved, uh, but, you know, the, that Patriots offensive line, they they got Trent Brown back. They have a very, very good offensive line. I think they're going to lean on that and see if they can start pushing the, the pile a little bit and put Jones in positions to succeed and make things easier. And that means converting third downs. And against Miami, who is the best third down team in the league, if you're in third and seven and third and eight against that secondary, that's a recipe for losing. If you're in third and one, third and two, then you're, the uh, opportunities are going to be there to keep the sticks moving and keep the offense on the field. I think what we'll also see is some heavy run formations and then some play action passes, and they'll, they'll scheme it up where it's simple. It's a simple read for them, and they'll just try to get him in a little bit of a rhythm where, you know, he's getting the ball out quickly, accurately, and, you know, if they get just four or five yards on those uh, short passes, that's still just as good as a handoff. And, you know, that's what they'll look to do and get him in that comfort level because they don't want to see him struggle right off the bat. Uh, And this Miami defense can make make people look bad, you know, especially on those third downs. So I think – they're going to try to simplify things a little bit, rely on that offensive line, and get the running game going. Yeah, without question. So well said. So, so well said. And I agree with you. If they can do that and try to put pressure you know, on uh, you know, Miami and keep that defensive front off balance, it gives them the opportunity to get to the second level. And if they do that, I really do think that, uh, that they can uh, continue to make things happen. And of course, with Mac, you want to keep them out of obvious passing situations. You want to keep Xavier Howard, Byron Jones off balance, and you don't want to have them be able to dictate and get in positions where they can make plays on the ball and create turnovers. That could really spell some difficulty for the Pats, especially with a young quarterback. You want to give them the opportunity uh, to remain in it. So probably not a lot of risk-taking on Sunday, but that being said, who knows? You know, Belichick and McDaniels always they're predictably unpredictable, but they're sometimes unpredictably predictable. So we'll see which type of uh, strategy they try to employ on Sunday. Uh, And uh, who knows, maybe we've got a little Mac magic in their back pocket um, for Patriots fans to see uh, this weekend. Steve, obviously the New England Patriots spent a lot of money in uh, the off season. And some of that was on the offensive side of the ball. John Smith, Hunter Henry coming in, for that type of 12-man personnel that the Patriots have been clamoring for the last couple of years. And we look like we're on the cusp of seeing it. Hopefully Hunter's uh, you know, shoulder will, be, uh, will hold up and the Patriots can employ those two tight end sets that we can't wait to see. But we've talked about this offline. We've talked about it online several times. What we're really looking forward to seeing is this defense and specifically this revamped front seven that I think has a chance to be an elite unit in the NFL this year, whether it's the front 
uh, consisting of Devon Godchow, uh, whether it's you know someone like Lawrence Guy or Henry Anderson pitching in Dietrich Wise in that defensive front, or that linebacking core that now features a returning Dante Hightower, Matt Judon, one of the better free agent acquisitions in the NFL all over the place this year, in my opinion, Kyle Van Noy returning, Juwan Bentley coming back in, uh, Josh Uche coming into his own. This has a chance to be a really fun unit to watch. On Sunday, against this Miami offense that features a good amount of weapons, this is a team that can run the ball a little more effectively than people give them credit for. Tua is a mobile quarterback. He can make plays passing the ball as well. Pretty good offensive line there in Miami. And also, you know, let's not forget uh, that they've beefed up a little bit when it comes to their receiving options in someone like Jalen Waddle, who presents a lot of matchup problems. Defensively, Steve, what are you looking for from the Patriots against the Dolphins on Sunday? Well, you know, Miami has – they have a very deep receiving core. I mean, even with Will Fuller serving a suspension this week, Devontae Parker – you know, Jalen Waddell, Jakeem Grant, I mean, they and Mike Kosicki. I mean, they have a lot of weapons that they can bring to bear. I think they're, they're a little bit limited in the running game. So what I think the Patriots are going to do uh, against Tua is try to mix up some of their, you know, pass rushes, do some stunts, maybe some A-gap blitzes. They want to disrupt him in the passing game because if he gets time to throw, especially with Stephon Gilmore out, you know, people are going to get open. Um, I think we'll probably see J.C. Jackson on Parker and we'll maybe see uh, Waddle being covered by Jonathan Jones because of the speed factor. But uh, Miami, can they can sling it. Uh, I think we're going to see the Patriots try to get after and disrupt Tua you know, with the pass rush, which should be markably improved this year with Judon, Josh Uche in his second year, Van Noy back, Hightower back. Uh, can't forget Christian Barmore, you know, up the middle on the defensive line. I think the Patriots are going to come after Tua as much as they'll come after uh, Mac Jones this week. And, and I think that's the way to do it is they have to disrupt you know, the, the, the Dolphins passing game from being able to throw the ball down the field. Yeah, very good point. Very, very good point. And again, it's an easier said than done situation because Miami does offer a lot of disguising, a lot of, you know, we you know, expect to see, uh, you know, a lot when it comes to uh, to this team uh, as well. And Tua is very well versed in being able to lead this team in so many ways. Bill Belichick was very effusive in his praise uh, for, uh, for Tua Tagovailoa uh, today when we spoke with him in the media. So it's going to be interesting. And uh, Steve, as always, your level-headed voice of reason is exactly what we need to get us into, uh, you know, our deep preparations now here in New England uh, for the Miami Dolphins in the season opener. So I thank you for taking the time out, for joining me here today on the pod. For the benefit of our new listeners, my friend, please let everyone know where they can find you on social media, um, where they can read your great work, and what you have coming up here in this game pre-game first week of the 2021 season from the great pen and the great mind of Steve Balistrieri. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Steve B seven S F G. Uh, I write for patsfans.com. In fact, I did my first keys uh, of the season. Uh, I put it out a little early. I was uh, excited to get the season started. 
I usually do it on Thursday of the game week, but I pushed it out this morning, the keys to the game uh, against Miami, what I see the Patriots having to do from their perspective to win. Uh, so I encourage all of uh, your listeners to check that out on patsfans.com. And then, you know, uh, we're going to be looking at how things unfold and how all these new pieces start to gel. I mean, I think that's the important thing. You have so many new pieces, especially on offense. You know, you have a new quarterback, two new receivers, two new tight ends. It's going to take a while for these guys to gel, and we'll be looking at that, and that's going to be a lot of the stuff that we'll be writing about. Absolutely, bud. And one thing I can always count on our great listeners here on Locked On Patriots to know is that anytime they look at either your great written work or anytime they listen to your great vocal work, they're going to be entertained first, but most importantly, they're going to be informed and well-informed as we march toward the beginning of the 2021 season. My friend, I thank you so much again for joining me here today, and uh, we look forward to talking ball with you again here next week on Locked On Patriots breaking down the Miami game and also looking ahead to week two. But in the meantime, please stay safe, stay well. And thanks once again for joining me here today on Locked On Patriots, my friend. My pleasure. And so, Patriots fans, just like that, we are more than halfway through your work week. But fear not, there is still plenty to come here on the Locked On Patriots podcast to help get you ready for Sunday's matchup with the Dolphins. And... If you're interested in maybe making a little extra this season on your football prowess, betting on the NFL does not have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, for all the Patriots coverage, news, notes, and analysis you need, make sure that you do not miss a single second of the action here on Locked On Patriots. So, download, subscribe to, and follow Locked On Patriots on platforms such as the Odyssey app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Just make sure that you are staying locked in to Locked On Patriots. Once again, my name is Mike DeBate. I thank my good friend Steve Balistrieri for his time, his insight, and his appearance on today's pod. But most of all, I thank you so much for listening and for continuing to make Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Until tomorrow, Foxborough faithful, stay safe, stay well, be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone.